So this long of a delay. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to talk beer and baby got back. Plus, we see what's on Rumorville for Apple. Plus, Visa is developing a ring. Yeah, we've had that too. All that and more. This episode, it's a new one, a Bandwidth Boys podcast. Let's go. Bandwidth Boys podcast. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, baby, when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home. We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Ooh. We talk about stuff. Tech stuff. Is that Alan Stone? Justin Timberlake. I couldn't cut him off. <laughs> I couldn't cut him off. I had to let JT finish his, his dealio. That's great. And it sounded a lot like Stone, too. Welcome to another episode of Bandwidth Boys Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Matt. And I'm Connolly. All right. Let's get right into it. What's going on, Tech World? What's going on in Tech World? As if tapping your phone to the credit card machine was too tough well visa is now making it easier to make a purchase creating a ring that's right visa has created a ring that has embedded nfc technology many wearable type products have been flying around kickstarter but we think this will gain some traction as it is the only wearable ring that has visa backing the company says they are going to they're giving it to about 45 athletes heading to the olympics in rio Apple is apparently just another tech company and suffers outages from time to time. Thursday, Apple support reported their app store went down around 3.30 Eastern time. Users began reporting the issue, saying they would receive the following message. Quote, the iTunes store is unable to process purchases at this time. Unquote. Some other services seem to take a hit as well. Apple Music, Photos, Apple TV, Find My Phone, and iCloud Backup. It took Apple about five hours to restore all services back to its Apple glory. Okay, we'll hold off the puns until the end of this story. So Tribune Publishing, owner of Chicago Tribune and LA Times, among others, decided to change its name from Tribune Broadcasting to Tronk. Yep, you heard that right. <laughs> Tronk Inc., short for Tribune Online Content. The company says the new name is moving them past the old-fashioned newspaper business, the publishing business, and into a digital world. Not only are they rebranding, but they're creating a new brand called Trunk X. Quote, content creation and monetization engine that also uses artificial intelligence. Close quote. Okay, now let the puns roll. Whoever thought an 8-bit game would become known as one of the most successful video games ever created? Well, this week Microsoft took that spot. Creators of the game Mojang. Creators of the game Mojang. Mojang. Who created the game. Yes. Oh, creators of the game Mojang <laughs> announced... Oh, Minecraft took that spot. Creators of the game Mojang. We should probably... Here, let's sting it again and we'll start over. Whoever thought an 8-bit game would... Be become known as one of the most successful video games ever created well this week minecraft took that spot creators of the game mojang announced that they have sold 100 million copies across all platforms and gadget writes the company sells about 53,000 copies a day across the world another video game that crossed the 100 million copies threshold tetris greg you know tetris i do i'm familiar <laughs> with that 
Business owners, listen up. Google has created a tool that tests your web page's speed. Not new. Anyway, in a blog announcement Thursday, Google says they've created, quote, a new landing page to test your website's mobile friendliness and page speed for desktop and mobile all in one place, unquote. The new site, testmysite.think, will, uh, with, wait, how, dot think? What? Right, mysite.think with google.com. New site test mysite.thinkwithgoogle.com. I, uh, I, I don't know. It's still not making sense to me. Anyway, <laughs> they're just words. Does three things. One, gives you all three scores in one page. Two, Google will email you a more comprehensive report for you to share with your webmaster team. And three, Google will now give you a zero out of 100 score for how mobile-friendly your website is, opposed to if it's mobile-friendly or not. Now you can go test your page. And I... What's I the guess. website again, Greg? I, 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 it doesn't make sense to me yet. You say <laughs> it. Uh, go Test, ahead. Testmysite.thinkwithgoogle.com. And that's a wrap wow. on what's going on, Tech World. I'm so happy I'm not the only one that can't read tonight. <laughs> I'm not gonna not not gonna lie. That not the best URL that I would choose for my. <laughs> My new uh, speed speed thing, but what are you gonna do? It's second only to trunk, which is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard. And the idea of dropping the name of your brand that you've developed for what fifty years is also uh, unbelievable. They're tired of the old publishing uh, industry, there, Greg. They're ready to jump on the digital bandwagon. Feel free. Well, if you are watching the video podcast, you know that we have an extra person on the show tonight. We're uh, bringing in Michaela, who is a recent Washington State University grad and also a host of her own podcast, Girl Talk on KUGR. Hello, Michaela. Hi. Also, that podcast is no longer. Oh, well, I was trying to give you some props. You can go listen to the archives on SoundCloud. Here's our, uh, here's our theme song for you, Michaela. So anytime you come on come on the show, that's gonna be your your welcome uh, Good. song. I enjoy it. All right, so um, thanks for joining us. Michaela's gonna give us some great insight on technology, right, Michaela? You know it. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. <laughs> so we'll you don't need uh, a check. we'll kick off the uh, the big talk with. As we get closer to WWDC, also known as Matt's uh, only day that he takes off from work, to watch this two-hour Apple Kool-Aid drinking competition. Also known as the Worldwide Developers Conference. Whatever you want to call it. I call it potato, you call it potato. And so as we get closer, more and more uh, rumors and leaks come out, and we all know that Apple is the best at keeping uh, their products and what's going to happen at WWDC under wraps as opposed to Google and Microsoft. You already kind of know what, what's going on before you get into the conference. So uh, all, all these rumors, maybe, I don't know, 20% of them are true. And and uh, so we'll dive into what has been released this past week. And then we'll talk about, since you guys are all three Apple users, if you would take the plunge into buying a new Apple product. How about that? Sounds good to me. Matt, you Perfect. good? Mm-hmm. All right. So the first uh, leak that uh, happened uh, last week and earlier this week is the new iPhone 7 release uh, set to be released in September. And rumor is they are ready to release it with the magical ear pods. So we talked about um, that technology, right? It's uh, Is it Bluetooth? 
Bluetooth. So they're going to uh, get rid of the the famed headphone jack that Connolly is opposed to not doing, but the rest of you are all about removing it for these new ear pods, along with a uh, faster processor, uh, same size as six, the 6S and the 6S Plus, so that's not going to change. Just with uh, with uh, the port, the, what do you call it, Thunder? What do, you, what do they call it? Lightning. With the lightning port doing it all. Your thoughts on the new iPhone 7? Uh, happy to get rid of the the headphone jack. What are you guys What are you guys thinking? Couldn't be. This happier. is all rumorville, by the way. Couldn't be happier to get rid of the headphone jack. It makes it thicker. You don't need it. Bluetooth is getting better. Sounds almost just as good. Not exactly the same. Uh, something else with the iPhone Seven I saw uh, was that they uh, are rumored to be dropping the sixteen gig low end version of the iPhone. Uh, so the minimum I think would be thirty two. Uh, well, and they their next step up, yeah. Yeah, and then they would. They're also rumored to be doubling the top end, uh, so the biggest phone you could get would be two fifty six. Wow, look at you on that math. Yeah, I'm pretty good. What's the reason for that? Elitism. I think uh, my elitism. Guess, my guess is video. Elitism. No, I think it's videos because once you start adding four K cameras on your phone, sixteen gigs. Sixteen gigs doesn't work now. Uh, and I know uh, before iOS 9 with 8, a lot of people were having problems with just not having enough space to ever update their phone because between their photos and their apps, there was just not the space to do the update. So a big thing with iOS 9 was reducing the update file size so that you could actually do it without needing a ton of space. Um, right. So I'm thinking it, you know, once you start adding on these super high quality photos and videos, it, it, it just it takes way more space than it did back when they were making 8 gig phones. So according to uh, MacRumors.com, here are kind of the, uh, I guess, the, the big expected features. And, and Greg, you just upgrade to uh, iPhone 6S, right? And Plus, yeah. Yeah. And Michaela, you're iPhone... 5S. 5S. And Matt, you're a 6S Plus. 6 Plus. 6 Plus. Oh, not 6S Plus. So will, this, uh, will these changes uh prompt you to get a new phone i'm gonna go i'm probably with no on greg but for for you two the no headphone jack a dual lens camera for iphone 7 plus so i guess that wouldn't be for the standard iphone 7 a possible smart connector for the iphone 7 plus uh and a similar design to the iphone 6s a redesigned antenna bands upgraded processor would any of that tickle your fancy to upgrade to the iphone 7 well, considering I have an upgrade on my phone, it would be nice to get a new one. Um, but they also cost money. They do. And you have a lot of it, I hear. Uh, well, you know, no. A couple dollars here and there? You know, I have to work for dance moms to pay the rent. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, would, would any of those features uh, get you to upgrade uh, from your success? Are you happy yeah, with? Yeah, they would. I, yeah, it, they would. But it's all for me. I'm not a, uh, and I think I'm different from Matt this way. At this point, I'm a, I'm a lease and turnover guy, mm -hmm. and not a buy my phone, buy and it own outright. it, and keep it for as long as I want to guy. So it will have to fall into uh, to the time of my lease agreement, which you can you can do pretty quickly anymore. Right. It doesn't. You have to. You don't have to keep it for a whole two years or anything. Yeah. Becomes, uh, what is it about a year and a half or so now that they that they give you the option to just keep going with the newest whatever yeah i mean i think it depends on your carrier at&t does 12 and 24 
They used yeah. to do 12, 18, 24, but they got yeah. rid of the the, yeah. the 18. Man, and I those... honestly would have to go look at my uh, my agreement to remember what it is we're doing. But I mean, I usually can keep one and and feel pretty comfortable with it for for two years. Two years. But that's where it starts to get weird. I think. Mm-hmm. Matt. Yeah, I would, but not necessarily because of the features. Mostly just because I've been on a I've been on a, a I don't know what you call it a whole cycle upgrade path. I don't know what they call it versus the, the S upgrade path. So, so you're going the fours, the fives. Yeah. So since I'm on a seven. six, I would go to the seven. So you're on a two year cycle. Yeah. But I know that you're also going to touch on something in a second that might one second change that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for a phone that doesn't have headphone jack. So, I, oh yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, that was, I don't know why, every, I don't know why you think it's such a bad idea. I think it's a terrible idea. Here's the thing. I understand the concept of, of these ear pods and, and Bluetooth and, and getting rid of your, your headphone jack, right? But a lot of cars aren't equipped with Bluetooth yet. I mean, the new ones are, right? You spend, you go, I don't know, 2015 and above, I guess, 2014, kind yeah. of is when Bluetooth started going in. Well, with if you get rid of the headphone jack, all of your old cars aren't able to play music anymore. While you travel across state, while you commute, you can't listen to your podcast like ours. You can't listen to music. None of that is, can be done in your car if that headphone jack is gone. That's a lie. I have an FM transmitter that's Bluetooth, and that's why I use my phone in my car. Yeah, and it doesn't... I don't like Michaela on the show. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense to hold back. <laughs> <My> bad. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to hold back innovation just because it will no longer work with older technologies. Going forward, I think it's very well decided that every car is going to have Bluetooth. So it doesn't make sense to not upgrade your device and not improve it just to keep an archaic thing in there to work with older systems. That just doesn't make sense. It's not that much of an old system, though. It's not like we're using uh, cassette tapes, Yeah, but it also, goodness sakes. It's also a technology that hasn't been changed in forever. I'm not saying don't change it. I'm just saying slowly change it. Like, slowly introduce the pods. Give us time for the cars to catch up. Give us time for the stereos to catch up. And then make that full change. But Apple wants to be Apple and say, screw you. We're going to do what we're going to do, and you just follow us or not. I have no doubt. That's my theory. I have no doubt that you won't be able to purchase a Lightning to. You headphones. can purchase whatever the heck you want. I understand that. And then it's all. But you problem. always have to buy these accessories on top accessories, and that's what annoys me about all these tech companies is they innovate, and then they go, oh, yeah, you can do this, but you got to buy this $30 dongle. You can do this. Or you got to buy the sixty dollar app. You can do this, or you got to, but you have to do this, and that's the part that annoys me. But here's the part that doesn't annoy me about Apple: is rumor is they're going to go to a three year cycle for releasing phones, and I think that's amazing because we've had the talk before about whether technology, and we talked about sales of smartphones and technology, and and why there's this decline. And I have said it's because innovation has slowed down, and people are no longer impressed with what they get. But if you would roll it out every three, two, three years instead of every year, I think there'd be a bigger bang and your sales will continue to rise. What do you guys think about a three-year cycle for smartphones with Apple? I think you're exactly right. No, I think that's a I think that's a great cycle, and it's probably a more realistic uh, cycle uh, for innovation. Innovation, as you say, I, I think you actually get some real changes and differences in there in three years. I guess the only the only problem that I see is, 
and I'm not sure which end the problem comes from. Uh, the developers of the apps that we're using and the technology that we're using uh, the phones to uh, to mediate with. But by the time you get to the end of two years, your processor speed, its ability to handle the new newly developed apps is starting to wane. And you get into that third year someplace and there's there's always something that you can't quite do. I just wonder if if the whole industry is going to adjust to that or or not. And that'll that'll determine whether or not it's kind of a pain in the butt and or if it's a, a real thing. I think that'll kind of work itself out in that now as things improve, you kind of you start to upgrade your apps and your software to run on the, the newest and greatest. But I think if you have the expectation that there is no newest and greatest and there won't be for a year, I think it will severely change how things get developed. But I think the three-year product cycle is something that Apple needs to do in order to, to protect their... Keep it exciting keep it exciting and to protect their market and financial image because last quarter last quarter their sales went down but that's not to say that they didn't make money i mean they're making almost three or four billion dollars we never see it because it's offshore but whatever yeah but when you're making three build a wall (laughs) when when you're making four billion dollars a week your sales aren't bad but because they historically were not what they were the the quarter previous it looks bad for you but when you get to these product cycles where now everyone is refreshing their product and everyone is buying a new one when the new one comes out, then that's how you sustain those high sales numbers that they used to have. But now they're just starting to become more realistic and they're starting to plateau a bit because the products are so has new. everyone has one. Yeah, and there's always a new one. And like Greg said, a, a year phone, perfectly fine. Two-year phone, it's okay. You get on that third year and that's when you start to struggle and that's when you would you would see sales spike again and so that i mean that it all just makes sense to me to not do it year after year after year coming out with the phone and having mediocre sales numbers and then every three four years you see this giant spike i wouldn't use the word mediocre sales numbers whatever in apple's eyes i guess mediocre i think in the market's eyes it's mediocre but i think people have severely lost perspective when looking at apple sales Hmm. okay I'm on my Google bandwagon, so you rock that. All right, so no, uh, no real big news about the iPad. I'm sure that'll come in a couple weeks. If they, do you think they're going to do anything with the iPad? I doubt it. They they did it last cycle, right? So yeah. why would they? Yeah. I, I think this this uh, WWDC. Is it more watch. I think I I, I don't think feature watch wise like hardware watch wise. I think a lot more uh, iOS integration, which is iOS 10, which everyone gets right. I mean, not everyone. This is the first iOS that they think will uh, get rid of the iPad 2. So the iPad 2 won't be able to get the upgrade. And mm-hmm. the iPhone, I think it was 4. They're going to... 4. Yeah. They're going to get rid of. And so those two products, which wasn't on the iOS 9. iOS 9, everyone got it, right? So it never took out any products. But I think iOS 10 uh, will take out those two products. And I think we'll bring a lot more enhancements to the Apple Watch. But I think I think hardware-wise, I don't, I don't, I don't see much change to that. Yeah, I'd say another at least six to eight months before there's new hardware. So the, the next uh, rumor mill uh, is the <laughs> the MacBook Pro, which game. we kind of talked about it last week, right? Uh, yeah. The, the biggest news of the MacBook Pro is the, the change of the, the F key function role. Row. Row? Row. Row. Uh, 
uh, changing it from Uh-oh. physical buttons that you really can't do anything besides what they're assigned to, to a new OLED screen that, in theory, will allow you to customize that F that F function uh, row, uh, along with processor upgrades, the 13 and 15 inch um, MacBook Pros. And so I know Matt's been waiting for 10 years to upgrade his Mac. Uh, well, at least it feels like 10 years as he complains about it. It's like 15 um, years. But do you think this, Ma- okay, whatever, this MacBook uh, Pro with the new LEDs, the the processor is enough for people to want to go out and buy a new MacBook Pro who uh, I guess is what, two years ago is when they upgraded, a big upgrade? Um, about a year and a half, a year. So do you think it's it, the people who bought one a year and a half ago? I mean, you're what three years into it, right? Three, four years into it. Yeah, I'm almost. Yeah. Yeah. So you're ready to upgrade, but yeah. year and a half. You think uh, what we're hearing about the MacBook Pro is going to jump people up? I think if you are within the last year to year and a half, I think you'll skip this new one, and you'll probably do the one after. Um, but I think that if you're beyond two years the performance increase and the feature increase that you'll see on the new one will make it worth it. Because the assuming the new ones have Skylake, which they have to have Skylake because it's new. For those uh, layman people, Skylake is the uh, processor? Yeah, it's the new the new i-series processors because they're still running Broadwells, which is uh, last, which is old. Um, it's like Greg versus me running. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really a competition. <laughs> Um, but so Greg's the Skylark, and I'm the Lake, oh, Lake Skylark, and I'm the the Howl or whatever. Broadwell, Broadwell. <laughs> so the new the new yeah, really put that to the test. So we're not sure how that would. Really well, his turn knee out. is gone, so maybe I'll have a chance. Uh, but the the new MacBooks will definitely have Skylake. Uh, so you'll see a huge performance, not a huge. You'll see a substantial performance increase uh, and a substantial battery life increase. And I think for a lot of people, that's worth it. Uh, the whole OLED thing, I don't know. You're not a fan I'm of a customizable touchscreen OLED? I guess I am. I'd be more excited to see Apple Pay. I'd be more excited to see some type of biometric on the laptop to do purchasing. And I think they, I think, I think I would, I would go on a limb here if I was, if I was Apple and, uh, I think that they that it is in the works, and I think uh, I read a lot of articles about Apple Pay being integrated with the MacBook Pro, and uh, a thumbprint reader maybe integrated with the OLED uh, screen uh, to make those purchases. And I think if Apple wanted to be smart, they would integrate that really quickly. Yeah, and I can see that being integrated uh, from the the merchants end a lot quicker than Apple Pay. Or from the from your phone Apple Pay, just because from there and on this, it's more of a software thing. Um, they don't have to buy hardware because you have the hardware in your laptop. But I'm really excited to see an online merchant world where it's all biometric, and you're not just entering in a card number and an address, but you're actually authenticating with your fingerprint. Uh, it's interesting to to think about. Greg, I don't know why they couldn't. I mean, you can already do it with, uh, or really, I, I find a regular amount of success on the phone itself just to unlock it. I mean, if the fingerprint thing works great, mm-hmm. there's no reason they couldn't move that over. Yeah. What cycle are you on with your uh, MacBook? I'm the same as Matt. So do these changes um, make you want to upgrade? Well, I'm, ready in, to make I'm at the that move? place where I, my, uh, 
I mean, I had changed out my original drive to an SSD uh, and added more RAM to uh, to mine at some point about a you know half or or more of the way in. Uh, so I had a little upgrade myself, but obviously not a processor upgrade. But I know that kind of like that phone in the third year that the computer and I think Matt has had some of the same issues. You, you start just knowing that even if it's working fine, you're going to start pressing it or it's just going to start not functioning uh, with some of the uh, the demands of Adobe products or whatever happens to be continuing to roll down the line. And we and we use in these things because obviously we uh, we use them professionally, at least at times. They're not just e-machines. And so it, I know that the time is coming to turn this thing into more of a home e-machine or hand it off to a kid or something like that who still needs to just write papers or whatever and get, and get the bigger, you know, the, the new processor. I know it's around the bend. And I've gotten great use out of it. So, Michaela, what cycle are you on? Uh, I got mine. What? And you're on the same one we are, aren't you? Mid-2012? Yeah. yeah. So is it time for you to take that plunge with Apple, uh, upgrade to the new MacBook, or kind of hang out with what you have? Well, you know, again. The money thing, I get it. The money issue. A recent Don't worry, we're going to sponsor had... for the podcast, and, and we'll buy you one. Yeah, uh, some, of the, some of these conversations are a bit theoretical when it comes to money, because, you know, clearly uh, uh, I, I can't either. No, <laughs> I just need to back up my computer and... Reformat is what Matt says. It so looks really slow. So That's all I know. Oh. So if you had the funds. If I, this, oh, yeah. If I had the funds. If you had the funds, you, you'd go ahead and, and upgrade to the new MacBook. Probably. Right. Yeah. You're at that spot where you're probably going to have to do something. Oh, yeah. You're either to going to have to put a different drive in your computer and speed things up and take the load off of it, or you're going to have to buy a new one. Yeah. That's... And I feel like I should probably fix the uh, drive, then have it one day just completely go, and I have to spend whatever it is, $2,000 on a new MacBook. <laughs> All right, so we'll yeah. see. June, when's the WWDC? June 13th. June 13th. Oh, man, it's only 11 days away. Can you wait? I mean, you take the day off? That was really fast math. Oh, it's the second. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> June thirteenth. But I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see MacBooks not come out uh, until the end of the year. That would suck. Which would suck. But if the <laughs> the the new OS X won't come out until the end of the year, so assuming that there's features in this new MacBook that are going to rely on that OS, they can't release a laptop because half the stuff won't even work because it won't have the software it needs. No, um, you're right. And we shouldn't see it until the new OS comes out then. Yeah. We know the new we, we iOS. We know the new iOS ten though will come in June. Yeah. Right? Probably right probably as soon as they announce it at WWDC, I'm sure it'll be released. Yeah, it's usually when right they announce that. it or like two weeks after. Yeah. Um, Where does the iMac fall into this as far as uh, new with new OS and all that? Is that a part is this or is it only the MacBook Pro that's part of this conversation with big upgrade and release? I don't know. I don't know where their desktops live. Uh, mm. Most of the conversations re uh, revolve around uh, laptops yeah. and, and phones. Like and and uh, I don't know if Apple is still wanting to, to satisfy the professional market or whatnot. I mean, I think they do. I just don't think they make a, a big splash about it because they know the professionals will just jump on whatever, whatever they need. So, 
Well, I, yeah, I guess I was thinking more of just the uh, just the home user, not necessarily the professional looking for it. I mean, you get a heck of a lot more screen and for less money buying the IMAX than you do buying the uh, the totable version around. Yeah, I, I guess I haven't heard a lot about IMAX. Yeah, so the iMac is 233 days into its product cycle. Uh, its average is uh, 317. So they might mention some things, uh, but I'd be I doubt they're going to have a new one. But that's not to say that they're going to kill the line or anything. I just I think uh, I predict this WWDC is going to be all about MacBook Pros just because it's been so long. And that is, I think, the biggest question they're getting is when is the new MacBook Pro? Because it's been so long, and I think there's a ton of people like me who are waiting for a reason to upgrade, uh, and they want to know when that reason's coming. Right. All right, we'll find out June 13th, and as the rumors come out, we'll be sure to let you know. My favorite singer, Adele. All right. Uh, so now I guess we're all going to go to sleep as Matt tells us what's on his mind. What's on Matt's mind? All right, Matt, the floor is yours. So uh, yesterday and a few days ago, uh, rumors started popping up online. Uh, has, has anyone in here used Has anyone in here used the program TeamViewer? Nope. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, Mikhail's like, I don't have friends to use TeamViewer. I don't. TeamViewer is a, basically a remote control app for your computer so that you can install it on your computer. You can be anywhere, log on to your account online, and then remote in and take control of your computer. Uh, it's uh, a lot of people use it. Doesn't sound very safe. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. I should preface this with this is all rumor. Sorry. I was a little slow in the uptake. Because TeamViewer has been coming after people who are trying to talk that they've been hacked uh, and threatened to sue them and, you know, whatnot. So, so we're not talking that. So I'm just, you know, reiterating what I've seen on the internet. Which is a rumor. Yeah, it's pretty, soon, pretty soon we're going to have to pay Adele. Yeah, we're going to pay Adele. <laughs> you're going you're to have my blue moon, Adele. Uh so there's there's uh, some people online who are saying that sometime over the weekend, uh, hackers came in through TeamViewer, took control of their computer, went to sites like PayPal, Amazon, bought a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff, and then dipped out. You don't think it's like their 13-year-old neighbor? No, I doubt that. Mm. Uh, and uh, when when the logs are read, a lot of this activity is coming from Chinese IP addresses, which makes it more Chinese. makes it more believable in my head. But that's not really what. The, oh well, I guess what kind of what this is about is that if you're, so, a if you have Team Viewer, uh, secure it down, lock it down. I'm not going to tell you how. Google it. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do to make it more secure. But what I realized as I was reading people's reactions is that there are a ton of people on the internet, and I'm guessing in here, who have in this podcast. Yeah. Okay. He's going to call us stupid in the nicest way possible. Who really yeah. don't understand. <laughs> how passwords work and how passwords are stored. I totally understand how passwords work. Okay, so you enter a password into a site. He's talking about me now. No, that's fine. All right, so you enter your password into your site and you hit login. And Correct. what happens? I It logs in. Okay, so... It bounces to a server. So any site that's worth anything, 
which should Anything. be pretty much every site, will do what's called hashing of your password. And this this whole argument comes back to why you should create secure passwords and create unique passwords. I create a unique password for every website. Because you use LastPass, right? And Matt thinks it's stupid. I don't think it's stupid. Anyway, what happens when... So, okay, I'll make this as simple as I can. Thank goodness. But I think it helps if you understand what's happening so that you can understand why you need to create a secure password. Websites aren't dumb. And they know that they're not going to store your passwords in plain text on their server because they know that if anyone were to steal the data, they would have your password. So it goes through a quick process that's called hashing. So you enter your password into a website. It's run through an algorithm, usually MD5 or SHA1, and it creates a string. It's usually 128 characters. So if you enter the word password, it gets run through this mathematical equation and it gets hashed out to 128 characters. That hash is then what's stored on the server. And your pa- your password is embedded in that hash? No, your password, oh. is, your password is run through an equation and the answer to that equation is the hash. Okay. So then the next time you go to log into your account, you enter your password, it runs it through the hash, the hash equation, and then it looks at are the hashes the same? So at no point does it store your physical password on the server. It just stores the result of the hash. And the result of the hash is the same every time? Yes. Based on what you entered? Based on what you entered. I'm following. The hash I'm with you so change. far. I'm sure I'm going to lose yeah. you in about 30 seconds, but go ahead. So a very common uh, algorithm is called MD5. Oh, the good old MD5. <laughs> I'm used to the MD4, but that's fine. That algorithm is well known. It's not secure. And the, the equation it uses is known. You can go to a website, you can Google it, you can type in a password, and it'll show you exactly what the output hash is. And again, that hash is exactly what would be on your server. So if I were, so if I were to Google password, and then what? MD5. MD5. Yeah. Hash? Yeah. Oh, I have to go into a hash generator? Okay. And use this generator to create, so password... Oh, now, oh, without the enter and generate. All right, so I have a hash. Yep. So if I was brilliant, I could so that do hash what? Is what's, do you want to share your screen? I would love to. So that Greg can, can get into this? Greg needs a beer to get into this conversation. Here, there's my hash. Okay, so I that typed hash. in my string, yep. which okay. is password, and yeah. then it gave me a hash. So that hash is what's then stored on the server, okay? Sure. So the best way to think of, so a hash is a purely one-way equation. There is no way to take that hash and figure out that it was password. The best way to think of that is that if you make a mathematical equation, right? One plus two plus three is six. So that hash is six, but there's no way to figure out. It's the same hash every time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that hash, so say one plus two plus three is six. That hash is the answer six. Your password is 1 plus 2 plus 3. With that hash, there's no way to figure out what the equation was to create that hash. But here's where the problem is. You know the answer. If you use a dictionary word like password, the hash will be the same every single time. Every time. So when a database of password hashes is leaked, they can immediately look at the hash and say that's password. Reverse that it's password. So a hash is only one way, but... There are dictionaries of ha- of known hashes for dictionary words. That's why you shouldn't use a dictionary word because dictionary words have already been hashed into dictionaries and they can easily look up a hash and figure out what your password was. 
Whereas if you changed out one of those characters, so say that A for an at sign, that hash is completely different and will most likely won't be in a dictionary. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> we got that. So A, that's why you, you don't use dictionary words. You make complex passwords because the, the, the methods that's used. Oh, also there's another thing called salting. My gosh. This will be real quick. So hashed and salted passwords are, are, is, a, is a common method. Basically, salting is where the website will add a known phrase. Not known, but the same phrase to everything. So if you entered password, the salt for that website might be one, spelled out, O-N-E. So every time you enter password, it'll add a one before your password, right? So one password. So then when it creates a hash... It won't be password. Yeah, it'll be the hash for one password. So if you don't know the salt, you can't figure out what that hash was because that hash won't be the same as password. But this is really a problem for people who are still using passwords like password. Yes. The problem is... So what is this lecture getting to? That too many people (laughs) do that. And they they use dictionary words and they don't quite understand that how vulnerable that is. So blue moon, is that a bad password? I would say yes, because mm. it's it's a very common thing. But what this comes down to is that data breaches are going to happen. That's just a reality. MySpace, LinkedIn, MySpace. MySpace, who uses that? Uh, well, this was, this was suppo- no one knows exactly when the, the, the breach happened. It was supposedly around 2008, but about 360 million logins from that time were leaked onto the internet. Mm. So I would say that data breaches are just a reality. And really the only way to protect yourself is to use complex passwords. You can't just think that a data breach isn't going to happen because what happens is that if you use a complex password and a data breach happens and the hashes are released, you are in essence still secure because even though they have the hash of your password, they don't know what the heck your password they don't, is. Yeah, they don't know what your password is. So don't. So why do the people say to change it? Just as like a, if the data breach happened and it's a really random password, do I really have to change it? You don't really have to change it, but it is always a good idea to so change. So they can your never get my password. Essentially, they're only getting the hash of the password. Theoretically, if they in put, theory, if they put all of their effort and computing power into just figuring out yours. At some point, yes, they could reverse engineer and figure out what your password was. But it takes a lot of time. Yeah, and no one's really going to do that. Cool. So make complex passwords to protect yourself from data breaches. The other thing you should do is if you go to Have I Been Owned, or P-W-N-E-D, the slang for owned, and you type in your the email address you use for accounts or usernames, basically what they've done is they've created a site that has compiled all of these data breaches, and it'll search those databases for your email address or your username and it'll tell you whether or not you've been your da- your info has been released on the internet. So it's a good resource to to look at just to get an idea of how much of your stuff is floating around the internet. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That was a lot faster than I was expecting. Password 101 education with Matt Kawamura. People get ready. What's on Matt's mind? <laughs> That's like a mixture of Matt's mind music with Baby Got Back.
You're really DJing now. Oh, <laughs> what are they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Mix so this Master K. Mix Master K. I like that. That's my new name. <laughs> We're gonna go with that for the rest of the show. So this uh, week we go to the world of Indie Go Go. Hey, Greg, you like beer? I do. Yeah. Matt <laughs> likes beer, right? Yeah. Connolly likes beer. Michaela thinks beer tastes like soap. True that. But on Indiegogo, there's a, a crowdfunding uh, project for something that makes beer and helps dispense it really quickly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Greg's going to talk about, after the video, what it takes to make beer, how long it wow. takes, and then what this product can do. So let's take a listen at this product. Brew Day. The day your creativity comes to life. When you combine simple ingredients using age-old methods with a personal touch. This is brewing. Your beer. Your way. Fermentation. When the whirlwind of creativity is replaced with a bucket of wort, a schedule of deadlines, and the constant fear of contamination, every step presents another risk. Meet Vessi, fermenter and dispenser. (laughs) You'll ferment, carbonate, and dispense all in a single tank. No need to siphon from carboy to carboy. You'll be pitched to pour in as little as seven days. The process is simple. Transfer your wort into the vessel. Wort. Seal the unit. Set your desired fermentation pressure. (laughs) Set the desired fermentation temperature. Absolutely. And you're ready. Vessi Fermenter and Dispenser uses a refrigeration system. This isn't a simple glycol sleeve. You can even dose additives during the process without exposing your beer to the elements. Wow. Once fermentation is complete, remove the sediment with our patent-pending sediment removal system and crash (laughs) the unit to the desired serving temperature. Or bottle your beer. Or keg. You can do both with the bottling and kegging ports on the top of the unit. Or just drink it. All right, so we don't I care think, about homebrewers. Yeah, we don't the care big about deal the homebrewers. Right so it's called the Vessi, the beer uh, fermentator and dispenser. It's a single tank that ferments and dispenses. Greg, why don't you uh, talk to the people about the process of making beer, since I understand you have made beer in the past. I have. So what part? Just from the uh, the beginning. Yeah. So of, like, uh, kind of talk about what they. I mean, the the verbiage they were using. No idea what they were talking about. Okay. Why to, does to ferment... achieve to achieve the wart, which they pour into? <laughs> yeah. What's the fermenter. wart? I only know a wart on my finger. Right. It's yeah. It's W O R T, and it's the wart. sweet liquid that is made from uh, barley malt, and water, and whatever uh, specialty grains or other flavorings that you're uh, that you're putting together. In a, and you boil it for a uh, well for a, a good long time. It, you usually it takes well, a good part of an afternoon or something like that to get your uh, to get your boil all done. There are different <laughs> recipes and there are different lengths boil of boils, on. and you add different uh, different uh, parts and pieces or or you know flavors or whatnot. But basically, the basic deal is that you're 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 doing a malted barley. and then whatever else that makes that uh, that particular flavor of beer. Uh, and that and that can be 
uh, hops down the road. It can be sometimes hops in the boil. Uh, there, there are lots of different uh, ways you can do it. But the simple thing is that you come out with a wort, which is a hot, uh, sweet liquid. So it has uh, the, the whole deal is sugar conversion with alcohol. And so what you're going to do in the fermenter is you're going to take whatever level of sugar uh, content that you have and yeast, the live yeast is the thing that, that converts that sugar into alcohol, whatever percent of it you want. And so that leaves you with those different percentages of, uh, and if you, you know, if you have a high sugar content, obviously you're going to have a high alcohol content, um, but you're, you're balancing flavor and alcohol content with the ingredients you use. So you do that boil, you achieve that wart, which really is the sweet version of your beer. You then, uh, that's where the paths diverge and that's where you pour that into this, this thing that does the rest of the whole process for you. Uh, the process that you would, that you would do and you saw some examples of there are you put it in a carboy, the glass, uh, container that has the small uh, top on it. Mm hmm that you, that you saw there. And that's, that's just because, uh, you don't want, um, bacteria and stuff from, uh, from the, the regular just air and the environment to get in there because it'll spoil it. So during that fermentation process, it's a closed process. Uh, and there are just a few different uh, pieces of equipment that allow you to, to have that be a closed process, like any chemistry, you know, experiment or something like that. And it generally takes for an ale, it'll take about a month in uh, fermentation to be all the way ready. Uh, you sometimes move it from an initial fermentation, which is pretty active and you can see the bubbles uh, really happening. Then it slows way down for the last portion of that. And you oftentimes, as they were alluding to and showing you, you move it from one carboy to another and it kind of cleans things up and gets sediment out of it. And then you let it do that secondary one. And for an ale, it takes about four weeks. If you're doing uh, a, a different type of, uh, of beer, it might take like about six months or something like that in the fermentation process and in a slower, colder fermentation an ale fermentation will be somewhere around 70 degrees. You want to hold it at the yeast will kind of keep it around there. So the fastest you could, you could get to, to a cup, I guess, if you're doing uh, it, it's not, yeah, go ahead. not in this machine is a month. Uh, yeah, it's not even, it's probably more like six or seven weeks because Holy once cow. you, if you've got a keg, if you have kegging ability, you have fresh beer that is, is all the way yeasted out and it's fermented out. And so it is ready to drink, so to speak, but it's super fresh. And then you usually uh, add uh, a couple of things and a little teeny bit of yeast uh, at times if you're bottling and give it just sort of a last uh, bit of go. And that gives it that um, uh, the pop in the bottle, you know or in the keg or whatever, but the keg, you, you add CO2 to give it that. So things can go a little faster, but I'd say right. realistically, you're probably looking at five or six weeks. And so this Vessi beer fermentator says it can do it in a week, probably yeah. with the, the, the constant changing of temperatures, uh, like you were mm -hmm. saying and, and whatnot. So <clears throat> the question I asked to, uh, either of you is why the heck would you want to brew your own beer? Well, it's fun and it's interesting and there are recipes. It's just like cooking. If you're into cooking, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, but cooking, it's instant. I cook, it's done, I get to eat it. Well, I suppose the first time around, sure. Uh, if you get into a cycle of wanting to mm -hmm. make your own beer and you're having success with it, uh, then you're you're in a cycle. Then you have some in the fridge and then you make some before you run out sort of thing. You can, you can make it a lot cheaper than you can buy it. 
Um, it's, it's interesting to find out uh, just how creative you can be and make really, really good beer. And you can also take the process to a much more complicated uh, end. And the complicated part of it is not the fermenter part that you're buying uh, with this product. The complicated part is all of the stuff that happens to create that wart. The wart, which this yeah. machine doesn't do. Uh, correct. So there's still uh, potentially, it, it can be very simple or it can be far more complicated, but uh, there's potentially a far more complicated and somewhat more time-consuming uh, thing that you have to pay attention to prior to pouring it into this machine. But you'll be able to taste uh, quicker with this machine of how terrible it is, as opposed to waiting uh, six yeah, weeks. I suppose you're it. right. I think I understand uh, your trepidation, but the truth of the matter is if you keep it simple when you start and don't try to do something that's really relying on certain temperatures for sparging and, and grains, you know, natural grains and all this kind of stuff that makes it more difficult to get right the first time. If you mm -hmm. just use syrups and, and barley malts that are already made for you, you can make beer uh, successfully on your first try. No problem. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's make some beer. Well, Indiegogo, <laughs> the project, the Vessi beer fermentator and dispenser uh, is going for a hundred thousand dollar goal. It uh, has a month left and at 77%. So it's got about 77,500 uh, bucks is what it's raised so far. So for the three of you, since I know Michaela loves beer, so I probably know her answer. But for the three of you, at to get into the game of the Vessi for a, uh, a backer, uh, apparently you'll get it in uh, December, which is a perfect time to brew beer when it's cold. Right, Greg? Indeed. Uh, <laughs> to get in at the game... Of uh, the Indiegogo price, the early bird special, $1,399. So for that price, Matt, are you in or not? <laughs> He's struggling with it. He is. It. Uh, yeah. Usually I don't see this from Matt. He's, I know. He's sweating, too. Yeah. You're in? Yeah, I'd buy it. All right, he's in for $1,400. Greg, are you in with the Vessi Fermentator or out? Uh, I think it takes me too long to recoup what you save making your own beer to get to that number. That is a, that is really, really expensive considering. And, and I, I, I do understand that I own a fair amount of this stuff already, but uh, and, and that might taint my, my thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. But no, it's, it's going to take me too long to recoup. Michaela? Yeah, I'm not. We know you don't have the money. Okay. <laughs> well, at least that was easy. All right. So for me, it's Can easier. I just say, it probably would still taste like soap if I made my own. But the one thing you could think of, perhaps, is that other people really adore this soap right. tasting like thing that we, we keep buying <laughs> out of stores and making ourselves in our backyards. Weird concept. So you might be able to actually sell it to people if you wanted to. That would, that's a thought. Just an idea. But I'm almost thinking with this, you almost Can have I to... Can I give my decision? Hold on. Gosh. This might influence it. That you it's almost not. You almost have to make it. Well, I okay, never mind. No. So here's the deal, <laughs> right? This thing seems really cool. $1,400 is pretty, pretty pricey for me. But I feel like cool. if you are a, a home brewer, right, the idea of making your own beer is the whole process of doing it. So it's the it's the taking it out of what do you call the glass thing? Carboy. 
carboy, right? T- transferring that back and forth and just just enjoying the process of of making it and and seeing it uh, evolve. And it's not so much the end product of you. I mean, eventually it is the end product of you drinking, right? But you're enjoying oh, yeah. the process of making the the wort <laughs> and the process of of knowing what's happening with your beer and and just it, you know the anticipation of those six weeks. And for the for that reason, I'm out. I will say. That I think the most enjoyable part of making the beer is up to the point of the wart. So I actually like the idea of being able to eliminate the part that causes the beer to taste bad. The biggest problem is not when you're boiling it. It's when you're dealing with keeping it at 70 degrees and keeping bacteria out Mm. of it. And I know that's the reason that a lot of people don't bottle and they go right to a keg, you know, situation where they do CO2 because you take a lot of that out of it. So, I I mean, it's, it's too expensive for me to get into for the amount of beer that I would brew. I'd have to be brewing all the time for that to be worth it. Right. And who knows, maybe you would if you invested in something like that. But uh, but I, I would I would say the fun part is before that. And I would love to eliminate the the last part. And this is what that thing that what you're saying. This is what that thing does. Is it? Yeah, it eliminates all that last part of it. The last uh, the last month, really. See, because the boiling all the boiling all happens in one day. To me, I equate it to smoking a piece of meat. Like no one wants to sit out there for 13 hours basting this every hour, making sure your fire is gone. But it tastes so much better in the end because you've done all that work. That's all I'm saying. Well, but the I guy on PBS really likes to do guy that. Guy on PBS he's, loves it, yeah. Franklin, he's awesome. But I'd argue that isn't this, this is more fail-safe, right? If, if I'm understanding this product correctly, if you do it correctly, it eliminates some of the possibility of you spoiling the beer. Because yes, it does. It, yeah, but at $1,400, yeah, but I mean, I'll going, take the risk. Going to like your meat argument, it, this is... I'll take the risk. You, you doing it manually doesn't really make it any better. Right, it just increases yes, it the does. chance of it going wrong. No, it makes it taste better. Oh, okay. You can feel the love, the spirit, oh. in the food, in the beer. That's what I'm going with, and you can't take that away from me. <laughs> no, no. no well, I for don't that think matter, why don't you get rid of the smoker? Just dig a hole, <laughs> build a campfire. If it was legal in the city of <laughs> Pullman, I think I would, but I can't, so uh, I'm stuck with the smoker. <laughs> well, fine. Greg, you want to wrap up the baby got back? All right. With a uh, a vote of, uh, well, did we, did we get a vote from Michaela? No, yeah, she said did, no. didn't we? Yeah, soap. She doesn't want to right. do soap. Three to one. So it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, three nays to one yay. Uh, it did not get backed. Sad times, but what are you going to do? All right. Yeah. Apparently, I am taking a side... Side part to the show now. I'm handing off the iPad. I'm going to roll the theme song. I'm going to hand it over to Matt. All right. I have no idea. I have a quick, I have a quick insert to make here. You have to go get your red bot, red cup. I Yeah, it's either I go get the cup and kind of and you guys can work the game you know in amongst yourselves for a moment or there's no cup and i play the game what's what's it going to be for you you got to get the red cup so we'll we'll play the game we'll explain you it you can get the game and then, yeah, sure. and then you'll got enough join people us. to play that's all good that's so right i'll be back so we'll we'll wait yeah all right your theme song's about to run out so let's educate us on this game so i just realized that i don't really know how i'm gonna make this work <laughs> 
But basically, such an amateur. This is what happens when you hand the show over. So this game, this game I made up is based off of, uh, kind of based off the game Geek Out, which is a board game. Have you guys ever never played heard that? of it? So there's categories. How many are there? There's three, four, five, six, seven categories of things. I'm gonna choose lifestyle for two hundred, Alex. In those categories, I like that I can just ignore you. <laughs> In those categories of therapist, things, I'll take therapist. You will bid for how many of them you think you can say, and how many of them you think you can list. If you get them right, the number you bid, then you get those points. If you screw it up and you mess two up, first one's a gimme, but the second time you mess up, you lose five points. Which okay. are purely numbers I just made up. So mathematically, Perfect. I think that will work. Mathematically, Michaela will win. So are you going to give us an example? Can we have an example? Do you have enough for an example? I'll give you. I'll just make up an example. Okay, make up an example because I'm confused. Michaela, so, do you understand what's going on here? So say I was looking at Twitter. <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to win. Great. All right. This so is be great. here's an example. I will say colors in the rainbow. Colors in the rainbow. Connelly oh, will say you're going to go. I can go. I can name six. Okay, <laughs> so that's how it would work, and then Michaela, because there's, only, there's six, only right? set another seven. Oh, and then Michaela Roy would say, G. Biv. All right, well, let's. So you would say I can do two. Michaela would say I can do three. You think about it. I can probably do four. I'll do okay, four. Okay, I can do seven. And then red, orange, yellow, green, violet, blue, indigo. And then if you get them, yeah. you get those points. Oh, blue, indigo, violet. Sorry. See, so in that point, you would have not. No, gotten. I would have got it. I just got in the different order. Oh, Roy G. Biv, red, orange. Yellow. Does that make sense? Green, blue, indigo, yep. violet. Yes, makes sense. I got it. All right. All right. So like if you say car models, yeah. right? You're gonna we're gonna say I can name two. Michaela will go, I can name four. And then Greg and will if say, she what? doesn't, Greg goes, What's going on? <laughs> and so if she doesn't get it, then she gets minus five points. Yeah. And if she gets it, then she gets whatever point she said she could do. Exactly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> can't wait. Oh, I can't wait for this game. So I don't know can... a lot of things. I just like the song. Sorry. Greg's back. Greg's back. Okay, Greg, I'm going to explain the game to you real quick because we haven't. It took Matt this long to get us to understand <laughs> what the heck the game is. So I'm going to simplify. Oh my gosh, I thought I heard the th song and it was over. I no, was... no, no, okay. no. We haven't even started the game. So think of it like name that tune. Okay? Okay. He's going to give us a category. We're going to say we can. I can name four. So the example he gave was Colors of the Rainbow. And then everyone's going to throw out a number. I can name four. Michaela says I can name six. And you say I can name all seven. And then yeah. if you can name all seven, you get seven points. If you miss one, then you lose five points. So the person wow. who, who can wager the most is the person that can take okay. a stab at it. All right. All right. Man. That was a lot faster than you explained the game. Because <laughs> you already had the rainbow. You didn't have to make that up. That wasn't the hard part. All right. Anyway, so you're, you're all <laughs> caught up there, Greg. So we'll start with a fun category. I thought Colors of the Rainbow was that just fun. That is appropriate for today's topic. This one has, this is the 13 most recent one. So I'm only looking, you can only bid up to 13. Okay. Can I get a paper? Can we get paper to write? No? Okay. I'm go, go ahead. You, you can, yeah, you're on a computer. Go ahead. I it could use a word probably processor. Probably word. Whatever. The product names for the last 13 versions of OS X. Oh, God. I can name two. <laughs> Connelly says two. I got two. 
Oh, no. Can I, can I raise mine? I've got three. Okay. But you can't keep upbidding yourself. <laughs> Uh, but what if it's someone says? Three. What if someone says they can name seven? Can I go? I can name yeah. eight. Okay, but you can't. You can't just. <laughs> you can't just think. Oh, I know one more. I'm gonna keep. All right. Okay. I, I'll stay with my two. I can. All right. Name you're two. two. No one can name more than two versions of OSX. Okay. You have to give them a chance. My gosh. They're animals. Can you stop? No. I can name two. Come on, Greg. Uh, yeah, that's right where I'm at. That's <laughs> not something I have in my head. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> What'd you say? How many? So I can name one, maybe. Okay. So I'm gonna go, right? I get it. Greg, let me let me put it this way, Greg. Since you've bought your laptop, you've gone through four. <laughs> well, I know, but you have to like you don't care have to say about what... thinking about what they were. Exactly. Right. You know? right. All right, Conway. I can name what two. Are, what are your two? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you sound so upset? There's uh there's wait, the last thirteen, right? Yeah. Of, can I can 10. I name the current one? Oh, of ten of OS ten. We're on ten. Oh. We're on ten. Oh, I right. guess I couldn't name it. I, mean, I was I was gonna go with uh, Maverick and Capitan. Yes. Wait, I think someone's knocking at my door. All right, you got two. What? Okay, maybe it's a new roommate. Uh, <laughs> what? What is? Uh, what is a uh, leopard? Is that one? Yeah. So oh. I'll go back. No leopard. Okay, wait. Well, no, let's let's try and guess them okay. now that I got the points. So yeah. you go ahead, Greg. What do you what do you name? What well, there was there was Snow Leopard, right? Yep. Uh and then I had uh, Maverick El Capitan, but you had those, so what what Yosemite? Is that one? Yep. Yosemite. Because oh, they started yeah. they started going with parks, right? Yep. Or cities. They started going with cities. Was it pizza, Michaela? Welcome back. No, it's parks. Oh. <laughs> Uh okay I don't I don't know the rest. Mountain lion, lion, leopard, tiger, panther, jaguar, puma, cheetah, kodiak. All right. Well, I got two. I knew lion. <laughs> you didn't. Know, you you couldn't come up with lion and the one you're currently on. All right. I don't know what I'm on, but I knew lion. All right. It's hard Gosh. to remember the names that you're on. You just kind of upgrade. I, mm -hmm. I I would argue that I have no problem listing off. All right. All of them. Yeah. Right. All right, so then I thought this next one would be really easy. <laughs> this is but... the part where you realize just how smart you are. <laughs> and now the rest of us aren't so smart. You're listening to the Bandwidth Boys <laughs> podcast. All right. All right, what do you got? We're next gonna, one. We're going to go with versions of Android. Oh. And I'm looking for, well, there, there's only 11 since it started. There's only 11, so. I can name five. Five. Wow. <laughs> Anyone yeah. else? Connolly's at five. Anyone say six. I've never heard of a version of Android, so I don't <laughs> I'll know. I'll take this one, then. All right. I'm in great shape. All right. So yeah. we have Jelly Bean, Ice Cream Sandwich, Kit Kat, Marshmallow. Um, wait. <laughs> I'm going through my alphabet. Skittles? <laughs> what was H? H. Do you have the Jeopardy song on here? G no. Oh. G. Gummy Bear? Is Gummy Bear one? No, that, that wouldn't be one. Is that your guess? No, that's not my guess. Oh, I guess I only know four. I only know four. All right, well, so you are back to negative three points. Oh. Were you going for Honeycomb? Honeycomb. Yes, I was going for Honeycomb. I, I was going to say I was gonna say N, but they haven't come up with a name, so that you wouldn't give it to me. You're at uh, negative three. Can I say N? No, you're at negative three. Version N, because they don't have one All right, yet. so this next one is very easy. 
It really is. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's very, it's probably especially for Greg because he was probably there. The 13 original colonies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's start at one. <laughs> let's just, let's just skip. Let's go to the next one. Next category. No one can even say one. <laughs> Virginia? Virginia. I was thinking Virginia. That was the only one I got. Virginia? No. Uh, Someone say another, another one. one and you win it. Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. Pennsylvania? New Jersey? You're, yeah, you actually know these. You're at four. Uh, what else is one? All right. Is so we're going to. Part of that or not yet? All right. We're going to give Michaela four points. What the? <laughs> and then uh, what are they? New Hampshire, New York, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, wow. Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. People are going to listen to this podcast and go, these are a bunch of dumbasses. So the score is Connelly. We would not beat a fifth grader. At negative three. We could not. I knew that going in. Michaela at four. <laughs> And Greg's at zero. But Greg, this one's for you. I think your arbitrary points are ridiculous, but let's continue. You said the last one was for me because you thought I was alive during the Revolutionary War. <laughs> All right. Pre- there's, there has been seven since this started. I want the actors that have played James oh my Bond. Gosh. I... The James Bond actors. <laughs> really? I got <laughs> zero. I'm not a movie guy. I got zero. Can anyone name God. one? Bond, <laughs> James Bond, the the new the Daniel new guy Daniel. La- I can see one? them. All right, we'll skip this category. Oh, Wait, oh wasn't Pier- it Daniel? No, not Pierce Brosnan. Say the number. Wait, do I get a half? Say the number. One. Okay, we're at one. Can anyone say two? No. <laughs> but I don't remember his last name. All right, what's your one? I can say two. Oh, Greg's okay. at two. Greg's Greg got Greg. two. Anyone at three? No. Give All it right. to Greg. Greg, what are your two? <laughs> Uh, Sean Connery and Roger Moore. Nice. Nice, Greg. Congratulations, Greg. You're on the board. It helps to be alive during the Revolutionary War. <laughs> you know a lot of stuff if you're alive that long. I can tell you that much. Next one. What, is, wait, what was it? Pierce Brosnan? Is that one? No. Connery. Yes, it is. David yeah. Niven. Niven. Is that the new guy? No, that Niven. was 1967. Oh, that's not new. Uh, George Lazenby, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, and Daniel Craig. Craig. Daniel Craig. Could you picture him? I knew it, Daniel. That's not not helpful. All right. So I'm not going to. Okay. This one is easy. That's what you said to all the categories, and we're still failing. Top seven major German car manufacturers. (laughs) One. Okay. One. Two. Uh, Two. Major German car manufacturers. I mean. Three? Oh, we're at three. Oh, Anyone man. say four? No, give yeah. it to Greg. Give it to Greg. <laughs> All right, Greg, what are your what we're are your three? Gonna go home now. Uh, uh, gosh, uh, Audi, uh, Porsche, BMW, Mercedes. Yes, that was four, Greg. I know, but what a show! Sometimes off. your brain doesn't, you know, trust that you know four until it's too late. Is Volkswagen one? Yes, <sighs> that's it the only is. one I had. What yes. did we miss? Uh, BM, uh, Ford, Germany, Opel, Ford. Germany? Oh, Ford, Germany. All right, Ford. That was like the bonus round, if you knew that. (laughs) Yeah, Ford, Germany. All right, two more categories. Oh, thank God. Five extra points. Four. (laughs) Next one is possibly out of eight. Eight. 
I'm looking for the original Monopoly pieces. Uh, I got three. I was going to say three. Greg's at three. Do we have four? (laughs) I got four. (laughs) Greg, you can't. You can't can't up yourself. You have four. Anyone say four? I didn't. I guess I said three. <laughs> All right. Three? Oh, uh, yeah. well, I got four. Connelly has you got four. four. Anyone have five? <laughs> I got four. Anyone have five? Three? Two? Okay, Connelly, what are your five? Car, cannon, boot, hat. Mm. Those weren't the ones I had, but those would work. Is that a yes? What What are you doing? <laughs> Damn it! The cannon wasn't. Cannon's not a, oh, the original. It wasn't original. Oh, that was kind of hard. Ship is a I'm ship going one. Shoe hat wheelbarrow. Don't I get to dive in? Shoe hat wheel. Yeah. Give them the and damn car. points. Yeah. That was my fourth one. That I was remember. the uh, was the ship one. Scottish Whoa. Terrier. No battleship. Scottish I was gonna go with the Terrier. Automobile. Top Ooh. hat. Thimble. Shoe wheelbarrow. Thimble. And thimble. And the thimble. The sh- How the did I not remember? The thimble, thimble. Were the ones I had. When was the? I guess you don't have the date of already. The... This last one uh, is is how winner you're, take all. Is, yeah, is how literally you're going to win this game. Well, I'm at like minus eight <laughs> because there is a possible like Ford Germany is the answer. <laughs> there is a possible fifteen. Fifteen. Oh boy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the thirteen colonies. MLB right. American League one. team. Oh, that's not fair. MLB. MLB American League teams. Uh, zero. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Everyone knows one. Sure. Yeah, but I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know the difference between NL and AL. Like, I know the teams. I don't know what division they're in. I just, we'll just we're give the game to baseball? Greg. Yes, we're talking yeah, about I baseball. Probably, I could probably think of four or five of them is all in Greg, my head. But... Greg, let's just see how many you can get. Okay. Uh, Seattle, Anaheim, Texas, um, Cleveland, Baltimore. What else we got? <laughs> That's in the American League for crying out loud. Uh, uh, Kansas City. Michaela's lost after the Mariners. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's true. we're struggling a little bit. I, I don't even know who's in our own dang division, for crying out loud. Yeah, I already I don't, said Anaheim, I think. If you would have uh, done NFL, Oakland. I would have done better. But you went baseball. I thought you watched baseball. I'm, Just the Mariners. I'm kind of running out. I, I mean, I know there'll be a lot of that, That's about what I got in my head. Let's go down the list. Orioles, Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays, White Sox, Indians, Tigers, Royals, Twins, Astros, Angels, A's, Mariners, and Rangers. All right. I got a, I don't know how many I got. Probably six or seven of them. But... Yeah, so we'll say you got seven. <laughs> oh, just for the sake of the... because uh... so, he likes to rig the points. So Greg wins I by like... I didn't get any wrong. That's I, true. I don't think. So Con- yeah. let's see. We'll ra- we'll do the math on this. Connolly, you ended with negative <laughs> not no negative ten. <laughs> yes. Uh, Michaela ended with four. The cannon really got <laughs> you there. <laughs> and uh, Greg ended with like fourteen. Negative or positive? Positive. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. When I made this game, I really thought it would be a lot easier. Okay. 
but it was pretty it was a good game though i applaud you i'm not sure that it was very interesting to listen to you know (laughs) because we're a bunch of idiots but i thought we were gonna get into bidding war nope we just handed it off all right favorite segment of the show red solo cup i fill you up let's have a party let's have a party i love you red solo cup with his official Bandwidth Boys podcast, Red Cup, we hand the show off to Greg Mills. What's in Greg's cup tonight? Hopefully it's above the shin. Hopefully it's not plastic. Oh, the bottle that it came from? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Michaela's simplicity, eager to write it down. Ladies, simplicity. <laughs> That's what I have in my cup. <laughs> it's called Simplicity. Yeah, well, I mean, it is. It, it embodies <laughs> simplicity. It's a metaphor for simplicity. Gotcha. It is cranberry and vodka. Oh. Simplicity. Very simple drink. Are you a mm-hmm. uh, a one and one, like one to one, two to one? I mean, what or are you just poor? Uh, really, for me, it's just to taste. But uh, I I tend to uh, like a double if you. I mean, so it's it's more alcoholic than some people like it uh, a little less alcoholic than I do. What kind of vodka are you drinking? Pure plastic bottom shelf type. I hope. No. What? What is it? It's not nothing <laughs> like Potter's. I didn't even look to see what we had in there. So it doesn't matter. Gosh, I mean, I it doesn't matter. I don't remember. No, it wasn't bad though. But I mean, the, if there's one, if there's one uh, liquor that you're going to buy and not spend a whole bunch of money it's on, vodka. it's vodka because it's a tasteless thing. Unless you're getting into the flavored stuff. Yeah, but and once it's you sort of a little one. I wish I could remember what it was, but I don't. Well, I mean, once you add cranberry or orange juice, you can't taste anything but the cranberry and orange juice. So I'd argue That's against that. Okay, you I'm guys are you guys that. are mixing drinks improperly. If uh, yeah, it's if more you can of a taste it. more of a mouth feel, as they say. <laughs> it smells like hairspray. <laughs> Just like beer tastes like soap. Yeah. Exactly. All right. The simple. I think alcohol is the wrong um, uh, <laughs> recreational drug for you. Yes, Michaela. I agree. And I and it's fine. It's not for everyone. I go with the hard stuff: meth, cocaine. Mike's lemonade. It's a family show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being sarcastic. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Pure simplicity in Greg's red solo cup tonight: cranberry, right. vodka, ice. No ice. Neat. Ice. Oh, there's ice. <laughs> I feel you like... need to get a decal for that cup, Greg. That's coming in the next when podcast. When the sponsor comes in, that's where the sponsor logo goes. I've, it's, I've... it's wide open right now, people. I feel there like a vodka, a vodka cranberry is the complete opposite of Jim B. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's just me. But if you're going to come up with a more different drink... The... You know what I love about this segment... <laughs> is Greg embraces the diversity of this segment and never duplicates from week to week. He's all about changing it up. He embraces the alcohol. He embraces trying new drinks. He in, he just he embodies this segment of what's in Greg's cup. Red Solo Cup I fill you up Let's have a party Let's have a party I love you, Red Solo Cup. So like Greg said, the Red Solo Cup is uh, completely free of real estate. <laughs> if you would like to sponsor that uh, What's in Greg's Cup segment, you can email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, 
com, and we'll plaster it all over Greg's cup. Probably the best segment of the show. So, yeah. all right, let's wind into the, uh, the end of the show. Our rants and our raves of the week. Who wants to tackle theirs first? Matt, what do you have? Let me guess. I passwords. A, I have a quick one. No, it's actually about my Philips Hue bulbs. Oh, okay. And this oh, might we be can't because go a show without talking about your hues, can we? This might be because I have Gen One bulbs, but they can't make gold. And between two bulbs, they make different shades. <clears throat> I extended the same color, and they're different shades, and it really is starting to bother me. One was blue. One was purple. Yeah, it wasn't even close. So. Yeah, there's that. So is it the the bulb itself or the fixture or the app or what's what's the deal? I think it's the bulb. Like I think it's just a manufacturer. maybe it's a defect in one of them, but it just physically cannot output the same color. I can I can scrub well it can't I should, that's wrong. It can do it, but I have to send it a different color to get it to match the shade. It's just So off. it's the yeah, it's the reader. Yeah, that's interpreting the information coming in. That's wrong. Then it sounds like. Yeah, so it's very weird and very annoying. So there's that. <clears throat> yeah. All right. On my otherwise perfect light bulbs. Minus the fact that they can't output the same color with the same signal. Yeah. All right. I'm up to 16 now. So. <whistles> Along with Kayla, what, what uh, do do you have anything for the uh, rants and raves portion of the show? What is this rants and raves Thank portion. you for watching our show regularly. I'm not at the end of the only one I've listened to. It is a, it is a time of the show where we get something off our chest. Either we're really happy about something of the week or just really pissed off about something of the week. Tech-related? No, it doesn't uh, matter. Sure. I downloaded this Usision uh, app. To teach me how to play guitar, and it works really well. So I've been enjoying that. Can you play something? Like, does it guitar? does it actually work? What does it actually work? Can can you play something? Can I play something on the guitar? That, Is that what you're asking? That's what the app does, right? It doesn't really help us if it's in your head. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, nothing that I've like learned on this. <laughs> oh, so what? I can play you. I can play you smoke on the water. Okay. <laughs> I'm just impressed that you even know that there was ever a song called Smoke on the Water. I think it's because it came with the app. Outstanding. So there you go. <laughs> How much did that app cost you? The app was free. That's the best free. thing. That's <laughs> and it, so it, uh, okay. So, it will, I mean, you can pay for lessons. That are like um, unlimited, but basically you unlock levels, and then like the more levels you unlock, like the harder the songs get. And so, is it like listening to you play to tell you if you're playing it right? Yeah, yeah. So like listens, um, and it like tells you if you're like, no, that was the wrong. Like it can tell if you you hit the wrong note or the wrong string, and it gets angry at you and turns it red. But if you play really well, it turns it green. I love how they've created a uh, a guitar teacher app for you that acts just like a video game. Well, yeah, and you can learn if you don't. Break through the new levels. Yeah, (laughs) and if you want to learn a different instrument, you can learn piano, um, a bass, and uh, a ukulele. 
on this app? It's called a ukulele. Ukulele. Okay. So whatever. Just, just trying to Hawaiian, <laughs> just trying to Hawaiian fi the show, Hawaii fi the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it has like a bunch of reviews on uh, the Apple Store, so I downloaded it. That's me, Hawaii, find the show. He yeah, does that. I was being Hawaii-ized. Hawaii. That's nice. Greg, I didn't have anything coming in, but I have a a, a grave disappointment uh, during the show that I think has to just be added to the to the rants Uh-oh. in my case. Was it my game? <laughs> Matt, no. I, I thought your game was great. Was I'm it that he said you were alive during I'm the 13 really colonies? I'm disappointed that Connolly went to a place where he equated Apple's whole branding <laughs> and their approach to customer service with this supposed absolute, absolutely absurd political standpoint of Donald Trump. <laughs> you managed to put an equal the sign wall. between Apple and Donald Trump. It wasn't, quite, a, it wasn't quite an equal sign. It wasn't even well, a plus sign. I mean, you you said the uh, the unbelievable, the the uh, the, the build, build the wall build and then wall drop the mic thing while we're talking. I mean, I just couldn't, I just couldn't let it go. It just was that was that was ugly to the we point. We circled of back around really to it. Ugly. So that's I just did. I was very disappointed with that. All right, I won't bring up the wall again. The wall that's will stay not I just, uh, built. I just I just have the right to be disappointed if you want to say stuff like that. I guess. <laughs> All right. Be disappointed you haven't named your cow yet. <laughs> oh, on my hat? Yeah. Oh, you do have a cow in your hat. I do. Oh, look at that. Uh, I don't have a rant. I just say I, I would just like to say that uh, if you ever have to thatch your lawn, don't do it. Mm. Or buy buy some mechanical thing to help you do it, because let me tell you, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. So if you're going to thatch, don't do it. I don't know what you're talking about, because every Snapchat you sent me, your wife was working. She didn't want to take a picture of me. I wasn't <laughs> sitting there. I was taking a break. We had to rotate every row because it's a lot of work, and she didn't want to take a picture of me. She was too br- too busy uh, relaxing. I'm <laughs> impressed that you guys just didn't go to your local you know, A to Z rental shop and just grab one for two hours, hand them a few bucks, and go home and fire it up and be done. Well, I think next year I'm going to mm-hmm. after doing it by hand. That was a terrible experience. Yeah. It was the it's worst. Good for your arms and your back, though. I mean, it's really a good workout. That it is. It's a workout indeed. I can tell you that much. Let's put a bow on the show there, Greg. All right. We're going to close the book on it. That is another episode of the Bandwidth Boys podcast. Thanks for joining us. And if you missed us live, don't worry. You can download probably an edited version of this podcast by using iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Bandwidth Boys Podcast. Facebook, Bandwidth Boys Podcast. Twitter, at GMK Podcast. Web, BandwidthBoys.com. Bandwidth Boys Podcast. Uh, love to hear the sweet sounds of the, the great Pete Jensen uh, doing that work. I'm Greg. I'm Matt. I'm Connolly. I forgot. <laughs> and that's Michaela. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say my name or not. Shh. Finish, Greg. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Same place, same time, same old shenanigans right here on the Bandwidth Points Podcast. Keep on teching on. You should be rolling me. You should be rolling me. Ah, you're a real life fantasy. You're a real life fantasy.